Hello there. I'm glad that you found us here at Living Life. And I know it's not by accident. And I pray that God will reveal himself to you and make known his promises that is found in his word. You know, many of us, we like to go to the movie theaters and we like to watch movies. But most of the time, before we make that decision, uh, we usually watch what are called trailers. And they are basically a preview of what the movie is all about. And so this is a way to capture the audience, the people, so that in just those brief few minutes, um, the scenes that they show will attract the people to make them want to watch the movie. And so a lot of people, they know if they want to watch it, usually based on the preview of what they see. And so it's important that we get that uh, a good impression based off that initial uh, view that we get uh, based on uh, the TV or whatever ad that we watch that is being promoted so that people will go watch that movie. And so in the same way as we look here in the book of Hebrews, uh, we see that he is giving us a preview of what is the reality that is done through Christ. And so as we look at that together, hopefully that will draw us and help us to appreciate what was done for us on the cross as we study and look at this passage together. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 1 through 10. The law is only a shadow of the good things that are coming, not the realities themselves. For this reason, it can never, by the same sacrifices repeated endlessly year after year, make perfect those who draw near to worship. Otherwise, would they not have stopped being offered? For the worshipers would have been cleansed once for all and would no longer have felt guilty for their sins. But those sacrifices are an annual reminder of sins. It is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. Therefore, when Christ came into the world, he said, Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you prepared for me. With burnt offerings and sin offerings you were not pleased. Then I said, Here I am. It is written about me in the scroll. I have come to do your will, my God. First, he said, sacrifices and offerings, burnt offerings and sin offerings you did not desire, nor were you pleased with them, though they were offered in accordance with the law. Then he said, here I am, I have come to do your will. He sets aside the first to establish the second. And by that will, we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. So if you've been following along with us in the book of Hebrews, uh, we know that the author here in this section that we've been going through, he's been talking a lot about the different laws. And so here he's saying that the law is actually a shadow. And so uh, he makes a lot of references to these sacrificial system. And so this is what the Israelites um, were called to follow as they were um, listening and uh, you know, obeying God for what he has made as a requirement for their faith. 
And so uh, the law that is mentioned here is referring to the Old Testament. And so he's pointing out that this is just a shadow of what things to come. And so, you know, what did he mean by that? And if you've ever seen an artist or someone who paints, usually what they want to do first is they draw an outline. And so you get an idea of the framework of where they're trying to do or what they're trying to portray or what they're trying to uh, paint or draw. And so through that outline, they are able to gauge the parameters. They're able to uh, figure out um, what it's going to look like based on that outline. And then afterwards, they fill in with the colors, the details, so that you get a better picture of the final product. And so in the same way, the Old Testament was an outline of this picture of what was to be done through the sacrifices that they gave. And so this was done repeatedly. And so this was something that the Israelites were used to. And now he's saying that that is no longer what they needed to do. And so because they repeated the sacrifice, they were reminded of their sins. And it would bring back memories of that over and over again. But now, however, through the blood of Christ, um, that is not only a perfect sacrifice, but it gives us the ability to enter into the presence of God. And so this here was a huge step for, for people, for the listeners, uh, especially if they were used to the Old Testament ways. And so there were so many limitations that were in place based on these laws and these rituals. And so before they would never have access to the Father. And so only priests were able to do the sacrifice. And so they were the mediator between God and man. Um, but now that that um, part has now been removed, now we're given free access and rights and to have uh, the ability to come to the presence of God uh, based on what is going on. And so if you can imagine, if today we were to still follow the Old Testament laws, I'm sure that would be a big shock for many of us, especially when it comes to sacrificing animals and, and the different things that were required based on those laws. And so the death of Christ is what fills in the colors and the details for this picture of what is to come. And so as we move on in chapter 10, we also see that there was one sacrifice for all sins uh, that we see here that we look at in verses 5 to 9. And so the author here, he clinches the argument by pointing us to Scripture and what has been said, that this is not something that he came up with, but was been written from many years ago. And so he uses the Bible to prove his case that this was a divine plan by God. And so the sacrifice was animal was limited, but only the perfect sacrifice of Christ would fulfill God's will. And so we see here in these verses that he quotes from Psalm uh, chapter 40, verses 6 to 8. And this was actually written by King David, uh, foretelling his readers that the Messiah would come into the world and that he would be the perfect sacrifice. And so if you can imagine that this was all ordained and orchestrated from way past in, uh, in history. 
And so the author is revealing to his readers that the Old Testament system as sacrifice was divinely inspired by, and was just a preliminary setup for what is to come. And so with that, he sent his son, Jesus Christ, on our behalf so that we can no longer have to be subject to these uh, laws and customs that were in place uh, before. And so now we can experience forgiveness at any time and any moment. We don't have to wait for these certain events to take place in order for us to be forgiven. And so with that, we should be thankful for Christ and that he's given us that clear path so that we can come before God the Father. And so as we look at this, uh, we uh, see that Christ was the one time that he, what he did for us on that cross uh, should cause us, stir in us to be thankful for what took place. And so uh, may we take the time, may we learn to honor God, uh, may we be reminded each day that any time that we sin, uh, that we can simply repent, that we can simply offer up a prayer to God, asking for forgiveness, and it will be done uh, because of what He promised us through His Son. And that is why it's so important for us to remember and to hold on to the crucifixion of the death of Christ on the cross. So as we look at this uh, section that we've just studied together, you know, one of the things that we should be reminded is that if it weren't for the obedience of Jesus, uh, we would not be sitting here today. Uh, we would not have this opportunity to experience salvation and grace in our lives. We wouldn't have the forgiveness that was done through his obedience. And so maybe there's something that God wants from you and that he is looking for obedience uh, from you as his child, as a son and as a daughter. Uh, I, may, I don't know what that might be, uh, but it's important for us because we see that through the obedience of Christ, the ripple effect and how it affected millions of people. And in the same way for us, perhaps our obedience can also have that ripple effect that can affect our families, our co-workers, and even generations to come. And so let's not dismiss that, but let's learn to embrace it and say, Lord, whatever you ask, may I be as obedient and faithful as your son Jesus was. Uh, let us pray. Uh, Father, we thank you for uh, what we, we should always be thankful for the sacrifice and the death of your son. We thank you that though it was not an easy decision, uh, we know that it was necessary so that we can enjoy the benefits and the fruit and that we are now living under grace. And so I pray for our listeners, for the people who are uh, struggling to obey. Uh, I pray that God, that you will encourage them as we see through the obedience of Christ and what that means for us. May they learn to obey so that they can help others, um, that they can see the fruit of what it looks like uh, to be uh, under your lordship and under your leadership. Thank you, God, for what you've done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. For a single soul,
去。